live. What's going on, RTW family? This is the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast, and we are back with another episode of Source of Flavor. Come on. Back with another episode of Conversation. Okay, okay. Back with another episode of Energy and Character. Wow. Back with another episode to disturb the airwaves. What, 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 what? Back with another episode to bring you all of the juice for the next two weeks. <laughs> Back with another episode of more understanding, more character, more everything. I've got a new mic, so I am fully excited. All right, let me chill. <laughs> this is the Real Talk Real Hawk family. Got myself Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. This is it. And we are here. Look, let's just catch up on the 2020. Obviously, we've really just stepped into 2021. It's been a couple of weeks in. Uh, guys, what are you saying for 2020, man? How was your How was your 2020? Ooh, how no. did you find it from a personal perspective? It was the mm. best. <laughs> Ori, you can, you're Ori can go first. Ladies um, first. Okay. To be honest, personally, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I didn't take too many L's in 2020, but because of the type of person that I am, seeing everything that happened, um, obviously the pandemic, the number of deaths, the way the media was just exaggerating, not even exaggerating, but just reporting facts. It was just like constant behavior mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say that we all felt like a sense of collective grief. And then personally, you know, financially, with the pandemic, to be fair, financially we were blessed, but obviously we went through a period of time when, Mm. like, uh, in order to, what's it called, offset the effects of the pandemic, when people weren't sure what was going to happen, some people had to take, like, pay cuts and things like that just to, for our company to stay afloat. So, I mean, there was pros and cons. As a very anxious, I'm a very anxious person, people who know me will know this. In fact, I'm not an anxious person, but I can struggle with anxiety. Let me say, let me say it that way, so it's a bit better. Um, mm-hmm. I think that 2020 was quite um, hard, just emotionally for me. Mm. You know, I think when when Sky and, and the BBC News and all these uh, media reporters were reporting um, how many deaths there were per day, I think it was probably in and around March. That time was definitely a scary time, where because this is like the first time that I've actually come across media reporters telling me like how many people have died per day. Mm-hmm. Um, had to start, had to start muting some of these reporters, man. And I think they, I think they probably picked up on it as well. Cause I noticed, I noticed that they stopped reporting for a while, mm-hmm. even though now they start reporting again, cause every now and again, I'm seeing 1000 deaths in a day and it's all ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I remember when it first come, come on the scene on Twitter and they were reporting it. I was just thinking, this is, this is crazy. If we get through this, it's only by God's grace at this rate, man. Mm-hmm. Mate, 2020 um, was just mad. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot. I think, yeah, for me, you see what like um started okay, you know, January was all right, you know, hyped and excited for the year, you know, ready to see what the year was gonna bring. And then February came and then, you know, like one we did our live show, um, had my daughter's birthday as well. But um it was March was it March or April when um so March COVID was really they were like okay cool it's really becoming a thing it was 10 people I remember it was like 10 people and then three days later it was 100 people and then from there I just realized you know what this thing is going to be mad like 100 people um um contracting the the infection then it like went up to a thousand it was just going up exponentially and then you know, we were hearing that, you know, potentially there's going to be a lockdown and everyone's thinking, what's a lockdown? Like, what does it look like? You know, we've never seen that. We've never experienced such a thing in our lifetime. So to hear that there's going to be a lockdown, what does that look like? Um, And then, you know, we hear the announcement um, by Boris Johnson and it's kind of, you can't, you can only go outside and go to the park for one exercise a day you know, you're only restricted to go to shops. And that, that the first lockdown, remember, <laughs> everything was shut down apart from supermarkets. Mm. Literally, mm. everything was shut down. Mm. So it was like, ah, like you go outside, like 
and you don't see anything. You don't see anybody. Anybody. Yeah, and it's it like, okay. Ghost town, isn't it? Literally. Yeah. It, was, it was very weird. It was very weird for me because where I live anyway, like people don't necessarily come out as much unless they're going to the supermarket or maybe they're going to town and stuff. So not seeing anybody. Then you're going to the park like for a jog and you're seeing like people like going for a walk or a jog or whatever. You're like, raw life's changed. You have to wear your face mask and you, the the social distancing. I remember like the from the first day, um, the, the day after it was announced, that's how queues for supermarkets were 45 minutes to an hour yeah, long. Crazy. Bro, like, Do you know what? Yeah, I, I remember when like the toilet rolls was the toilet roll <laughs> section was completely empty, bro. My goodness. As in, the shelves was gone, but finished. It wasn't just toilet there. There, was time, there was nothing in the shops. There was no pasta, like all the dried foods that people were yeah. eating. Like, there was nothing. I remember the first time I was able to get stuff like into the supermarket, my husband was like, just buy whatever you find. I was buying frozen pizzas. I don't even eat. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> worst case scenario, at least we're going to eat something. Because I normally shop weekly. And I just was mm-hmm. not prepared. Like, I was still in La La Land. When <laughs> I remember Iman was like, you're not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm you know, to Nigeria for weeks. Many of us went prepared. I remember I don't you was the only one that wasn't prepared, man. I was, I was not prepared at all. I was in I think my mom, my mom told me in the beginning of... My mom told me beginning of March, I think. She's like, oh, yeah, go and buy rice, go and buy pasta. I was like, mom, you're a joker. I ain't buying pasta. I've been stuck in my house, bro. I was like, do I really need to stock up? Ah, I made a big mistake. (laughs) When I went to the shop, there was nothing. Like, thank God my mom had bought some extra stuff. She came to do doorstop drop-off because, mate, I was not prepared. Never again, though. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I, had to take, I had to take toilet roll from my mum's house, bro, because <laughs> oh, I was running out, bro. Oh my, that's how you know. That's how you know. Speak, but this, you know what? That shows how wicked people are. That lock, that first lockdown really showed how wicked people were. You were buying toilet roll upon toilet roll, <laughs> knowing that you don't need it. People that have one or two people living in the house, you are buying three rolls of twelve pack, sixteen pack <laughs> tissue, and you are leaving us even twenty four pack. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you, those those people were wicked. Those people even went to Costco and went to go and be hoarding tissue paper. And then you go to the supermarket, you can't find it. We went to Costco. Imagine going to Costco and you can't buy tissue there. And we were on our last tissue. I said, God, I didn't come to be embarrassed. You know, it's mad. Let me even give it. Let me even give a story. Yeah, you know, it's mad. Yeah, I, I literally for when that lockdown first came in, like there was nowhere. All the supermarkets ran out of, of tissue. We went to Costco. We couldn't find tissue. And we're running low. I said, God, I can't. I'm not here for embarrassment. You didn't come to. to uh, I didn't come to this place for you to disgrace me. So imagine now, yeah, somehow, some way. I said, just go to your boot. That's how I opened my boot and found rows of tissue. I don't know what they were doing there. That's fine. <laughs> so we now, I said, okay, God, thank you. But at least, please, allow there to be, you know, tissue in the store. Thankfully, went back to the stores, but it wasn't even like the 12-pack, 16-pack, 24-pack. It was just like the four-pack. Okay, four-pack <laughs> will last us for some time anyway, Sha, until we find somewhere. I'll just keep on going every day until I find it. But it was literally just stuff like that. Like you said, flour. Flour. I did not have flour. Yeah, from March, the, the, the time, the first time I could buy flour. Yeah, as in cooking flour, was in September. Wow. September. On, September. on the tissue thing, though. Yeah. If if you run out of tissue, what are you doing, bro? Mate. What would you look if there's no tissue? <laughs> bro, you, you just have to wash your bum with water in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I would be it's so bad, but I'll probably kitchen roll. You're not supposed to flush that down the toilet, but. I'd have to use kitchen roll. Kitchen roll? I didn't, I didn't think about that, you know. That is the ghetto. Worst case scenario. Get out. Shower so that you can just wash when you finish. That one will scratch your bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, kitchen roll was very hard. Uh, you have to do what you have to goodness. do, mate. Trust me. So, All to be right. fair, yeah, man, that, that literally was kind of like the beginning of the lockdown. It was very different. It was very, like, wild. It was very weird. I didn't really know how, like, you just think, okay, maybe we're going to handle it well and we'll get out of this soon. Because you've never been in a pandemic. So you just think, okay, yeah, you know, by the time everything, you know, cools down, everything will be okay. That's how not long after, you know, things are lifted a bit. Then then they start talking about eat out to help out. Also, Mm. before I I get there, um, Kobe Bryant's death, um, Kobe Bryant's passing away. 
um, that hit me differently. That really hit me differently. Um, it really affected me because I felt like for, for someone who's an icon and someone who I've looked up to and someone who I deeply respect and followed, you know, their journey as, as an icon, um, it really hit me. And I started to develop like mad anxiety. Mm. And I haven't said it to a lot of people. I've shared it with some people like online, but I started to develop mad anxiety. I was like, what if I die soon? What if I die, you know, while I'm driving? What if I just die suddenly in my sleep um, and I leave my wife and my daughter? Like, what happens next? Like, I had serious, mad, crazy anxiety. And on top of that, you've got COVID. And I was like, okay, uh, now COVID is here. What if I catch COVID and I pass away? Um, like I said, I haven't shared this with many people. So this is kind of like one of the first major times that I've shared or maybe to a wider mm. audience. So it's very weird. Like I just developed that anxiety and it was killing me. Like it was killing me a lot. Um, and I lost, um, I lost one of my close uncles as well at the, at the beginning of lockdown. So I did a little fast from social media and stuff like that because I just felt like I needed that space. So, you know, like early on, like a lot was going on through my mind. And at the same time as well, being someone who's self-employed, I lost client work as well. So that affected money coming in. And yeah, there was just so many things going on. Like I was just, you know, powering through it, like pushing through it. But at the same time, a lot was going on in my mind because I'm like, okay, there's this virus that's going around. We don't know what's going on. And just before the turn of the new year, like um, November and December, I was ill twice. But the, like the cold was not normal for me. Like I had it for like both times like had it for nearly a month both times which is very weird because normally if i have a cold it will be gone maybe after like five to seven days like if it starts from maybe sneezing and then it goes to coughing it'll go within seven days but these ones lasted a month so i was thinking wow did i have covid and a lot of um like the client like client teams that i was working with a lot of them traveled around especially like to asia and to america and that's obviously like the China space, that's where it kind of picked off first and that's where it kind of hit first. So I was kind of like, mm. what if these brosses and, and these ladies, they, what if they've given me something that I didn't know? But now, by then, obviously in March, I was, obviously I didn't feel anything, but I was thinking, ah, maybe, maybe I did because when they did the study, they realized that it was around November, like of last year, that's when it started, the outbreak kicked off. So it's kind of like, okay, hmm, maybe that was the case, but yeah, in general, just the beginning of the lockdown was a lot and just trying to channel through it, you know, the summer as well, not being able to see people. And, you know, summertime, it's like when you're not meant to do barbecues, link ups, this event, that mm. event, and then pastoring a church and you not seeing your members for a couple months, mm. it was difficult. And by then we had new people joining the church. So imagine new people joining. We've only spoken like on the phone and over WhatsApp and you've never seen them in real life. So they do, they know their community in a cyber way, but they don't know in them, them in a physical way. So, bruh, mm. <laughs> it, it was yeah. a lot. Man. I think what you're no, saying def- about anxiety is like something that a lot of people will be able to relate to, especially this year when mm-hmm. it's like everywhere you turn, like not just Kobe's death. So many people died last year. Um, Chadwick Bosman, um, mm-hmm. Naya Rivera, like so many famous people. Yeah, away last year in young people as well so i think what mm-hmm. you're saying about anxiety a lot of people um are going to be able to relate to like mm-hmm. i said earlier anxiety is something i'm already well acquainted with mm-hmm. couple that with a lockdown a pandemic mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to one day mm-hmm. it's just it's just been 2020 the levels of anxiety i had to leave social media because temporarily because it was just too much like even in our prayer meetings at church, in, it's January, so we're doing prayer and fasting. Yeah. In our prayer meetings, every day it's like somebody's giving a new prayer request and it's it's like somebody, this person has cancer, this mm. person has this. On top of a pandemic, on top of mm. staying at home with nowhere to go, right. it's just crazy. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, Eamon, I can definitely relate with um, what you're saying about the deaths. Probably more so on a personal level. Um, I remember, obviously, when when you lost your uncle, man. Mm-hmm. I remember when you obviously put it out there and whatnot. Um, and I think it's definitely good, you know, that we've got this platform so it allows us to really speak on these things. Yeah. Um, because I know sometimes, 
Um, we don't necessarily, we just want to like speak out on such things on social media um, because it doesn't really do it justice mm-hmm. in comparison to like speaking mm-hmm. where you can obviously hear the voice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so even for me, like losing, losing my auntie this in 2020 was probably one of the big, one of the big downs mm-hmm. um, as well for me personally. Um, yeah. uh, especially for someone like me who, who have lost like close friends over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's probably helped in terms of like managing deaths, but at the same time, it, it still kind of hits hard when when it's your own family, when it's you know a woman that kind of like helped raise me and so forth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think as well, like when when you kind of have somewhat of a presence, you don't. Well, for me personally, you don't necessarily want to come out and and appear vulnerable or weak to the masses. So right. it's so easy to to buckle up what you're going through and only really share your real experiences with like my wife, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or to like, to come up to the, to the masses, to come up to the public and, and be talking of such things as, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the, the easiest thing to do. And then two, I don't necessarily think that people might even want to care like that to even like put things out there on like social media and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think what, what we have here definitely allows us to really to to speak and obviously let it out because it's literally just us free here talking. Do you know what I mean? We don't necessarily mm-hmm. have strangers that can reply and say, Oh, you know, Cab, just don't worry, all is well and and, mm-hmm. and things like that, that that proper like jars me sometimes. But I think yeah, no, it's it's definitely to it's definitely good to kind of hear and understand that, you know what, other people have definitely lost like family members as well and, and have obviously got got through it and, and remaining strong through it as well. Cause yeah. It's definitely tough. And especially when it's, well, for me anyway, it wasn't my aunt didn't die due to COVID. Like most people is, can pass away. It's just like, it's not only COVID that's taking people out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also other issues around it. But, you know, there's obviously propaganda and conspiracies that people are dying. And it's just like, oh yeah, this is COVID. This must be COVID. This is why mm-hmm. the COVID rate is increasing. But mm-hmm. it's just like, no, there, there is a reality there. Like, let's, let's be let's be mindful let's let's be respectful and appreciate that no people are dying and it's not just covid as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um obviously social social media can be a, a dark place and a tough place and conspiracy theorists will be making up things just for the sake of it to to, to prove agendas man yeah and I, I think that was one of the i think that was one of the damaging things that didn't help because if you remember towards the beginning as well um, people started that 5G trash and um, <laughs> then you know, people were going to like communication towers and setting them on fire and breaking into like network buildings and just wrecking the place because some somebody and somebody on the internet said that, you know, 5G has contributed to COVID and then someone's prophet sent a 30 minute voice note on WhatsApp and then people were just sending it around and this guy was just talking mm. rubbish and jargon. And I say that because that is, that's, what he was talking about is a space that I'm very acquainted in. It's something that I studied. So, um, you know, for on for at, at degree level. So when I heard stuff like that, it was really frustrating. Um, and then even up to now, like I know we're talking 2020, but even up to now, like we've got so many people pushing these um, conspiracy theorist rhetorics and stuff like that. And the worst is that a lot of them are celebrities and a lot of them have, have come out and said, you know, it's fake, it's, it's an agenda, it's, it's Bill Gates that's trying to set us up. They're trying to put chips on the inside of us. Have you studied the chip? There, there's a something called Lucifer in there. It's, you know, it's a mark of Satan, bloody, bloody, blah. And then you've got people taking that in and then there's talk of a vaccine and then, you know, people saying they're not taking it and then you're getting reports saying that, you know, the, the reports from the earliest moments said that black and, and well, the uh, black and Asian um, communities were being disproportionately affected. And then it's like, but th- that's where we're seeing the maddest stuff going on, especially on social media. There was just a lot going, this person is being cancelled. This person is being exposed. This person is dying. This person is this. And it's like a lot was going on. A lot was happening. And it's kind of like, to navigate the social media space was very hard and you really had to tread carefully. Otherwise, if you step on somebody's toe, somebody's ready to just draw blood, cancel you, get at you, this, that. So it was just very, very frustrating. And the more we ha- were locked in, it's just like the more madness was coming out at the same time. Because even though people mm. were drawing blood, at the same time, people weren't using their senses. So just a lot of senseless talk, 
a lot of people just doing a madness on social media. And it's kind of like, guys, what's going on? Madness every day, you know. And as we're going through, at the same time, people are going to their friend's house, doing parties, doing up stuff when they're not really meant to be doing it. And then people started catching COVID. Um, and then, you know, as the year went on, or the year went further down the line, more it was now getting more closer to home. More people were catching mm. it. More people were catching it. Right now, it's even it's even terrible. Everyone it's that just even leaves the country, anyone that just gets on a plane has caught COVID already. Like most people that I know that have gone, to, most people that I know, for example, Dubai. Most people that I know that have gone to Dubai have come back with COVID. But everyone's just flying. That's even another one. Everyone just flying out to Dubai. Um, Do you know what though? To an extent, like I can see why people are flying out because. If you need a respite for your mental health, I mean, the the government did not enforce a lockdown properly in terms of that like, the borders were still open. So if yeah. people are finding loopholes to leave the country to to sort out their mental health or because it helps their mental health, you can't blame them if the government haven't shut down the borders properly. I'm not saying I, I have not travelled this year. <laughs> it's, it's lockdown. Oh, wait, is, 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 COVID, is COVID not in Dubai or something? No, I'm just saying that like, because obviously a lot of people are travelling to Dubai. People are, people are leaving one country where COVID really is present are. to go to another yeah. country where COVID is present. They really are. And this COVID thing is not a joke. So, I mean, I don't think... It's almost as though people think COVID is only in this country. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think people just want a sense of norm- normality. It's been almost a year of being in and out of lockdowns. Of At first, in March, when this whole thing happened, everybody was following the rules. Yeah. But the government have not necessarily approached and handled this pandemic in the best way, haven't always given clear instructions. And then they've said one thing, but then like the borders have still been open. Like In the first lockdown, nobody could leave even if you wanted to. But mm-hmm. now it's like you're supposed to only leave for essential travel. No one's checking when you get to the airport what essential travel is or, or if you're going for essential travel or not. That's why people are flouting the rules. It's been almost a year of being in lockdown. See, people get to a point where it's like mental health versus following instructions Obviously, following instructions. I don't. I don't even think it's mental health versus following <laughs> instructions. I think it's mental health versus stupidity because you're going <laughs> to a country where COVID is present. Do you know what I mean? It's just I'm like just everyone. Like everyone people, are, people are thinking, "Oh, f Boris, f Boris." I'm not supporting Boris, by the way, but people are saying, "Oh, Boris is a prick. He should have done this time ago. Why is he doing this now?" And I understand, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean do your own thing and now travel and go to a different country because COVID is there. Like people are getting onto Boris for what he's done, as if to say Boris should say, "Okay, guys, everybody, yeah, go out and play, do what you want," and then everyone's got COVID then properly mm-hmm. and checked when people were leaving, and even in fact. You see New Zealand here, the reason why New Zealand has been able to clear all their cases is because nobody can enter the country or leave the country. Or leave the country. So but you see the thing, you see the thing here, which is good. But we, we as a people, we should think to ourselves, okay, Boris is not closing the borders. It doesn't mean we should carry loads and now travel but to another country which is not COVID. People, if we don't give people hard and fast, clear instructions, look at how people, was, you, we were just talking about how people are clearing up toilet roll and people are wicked. Do you think people who can't I even keep that. toilet rolls in the stores are going to stay in this country? They're not. Yeah. That's, I, 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 was, I, I definitely agree with that point. I just, but I just feel like the, the thing is this, right? Other countries have handled COVID much better than the UK, right? UK and America have handled this matter the worst. And it's a reflection of the leadership. It's a reflection of the leadership, right? So what makes you think, yeah, man then from ends, you're all going to Dubai. You're going to the same parties in Dubai. You're linking up with people, you know, from, from here and you're just linking up there. You're taking what you have and you're going there and you're spreading it. And then you're all now coming back infected. So even if it was just one or two of you that left this country infected and went to Dubai, by the time you've interacted with people out there, you now come back with it. But then also, it's not just that. On the plane, like there are people that have COVID and the air that they're blowing in the airplanes, like that manufactured air is blowing across. So what you're taking in, what you're sniffing in is COVID particles, X, Y, Z. That's why a lot of people that have gone on travel, many of them have come back with symptoms. So for me, it's one of those ones that, yes, the government haven't done well, but it's com- it, right now it's common sense. Right now it's life or death. We've not managed it right. And that's why we are where we are. 
going to Dubai is not going to change it because if you go to Dubai without COVID and come back Facts. with COVID, what happens? What happens next? So you have, we really have to. We really come have on. to be mature. We have to come really on, be mature. Come on, this, with common people. And, and and this is this the is why we are here to tell them. This is why we are here to tell you, Dubai lovers, to chill, relax, relax. Like at the end of the day. If Boris had done hard and fast, if he had been straightforward, then maybe we wouldn't be here where we are today. New Zealand is an island, just like we are an island. If they, if we had taken, if we had taken an approach of even if he had been a dictator, yeah, even if he had yeah. been strict, maybe we would have had a Christmas yeah. with our families. Maybe we, we wouldn't have ha, have had to worry about having a second lockdown between November and December if he had done it better. But he hadn't. And he was just doing, you know, he was just being soft, soft, soft so that he doesn't look like the Grinch. But at the end of the day, look at what you've done for us now. Because now we're nearly going to, like, you're saying, okay, cool, it's six weeks. You give us to the middle of February. But what if things don't change? That means you and and uh, people are saying it may go into March. So look, we're, it's like a year cycle. It probably, it probably will. It probably will yeah, go into March. I don't think COVID is just going to disappear from mid February. To be honest, I don't, I don't think it's going to disappear. I'm talking about them easing off, like moving us back into like tier oh. one, tier two, tier three, tier four. So I don't think like, we're seeing tier one anytime soon, <laughs> especially if currently there's a thousand people dying a day. Let's oh, yeah. we're, we're not going to tier one anytime, and it's for the yeah. best because as yeah, far as the best. Concerned, we should have had a strip. No, eat out to help out is really the problem. And I'm really yeah. glad that. But were people even going, were people even going restaurants like that? Like, yes. 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 Bro, people yes. were going. Yes. People were going. People were going, like people were Snapchatting. I, I don't use, use Snapchat, but people were like um, doing screenshots of um, Snapchats. I was seeing, I was seeing people that I know, like Insta stories, like queuing for like the big restaurants, like restaurants that everybody loves to go to. People went out for Eat Out to help out. And that, re- that thing really finished everything. I remember someone offered to take me out on the last day of Eat Out to help out. I went to um, Shepherd's Bush, Westfield. If you see how that place was finished with people for every major restaurant, every major restaurant, that it was finished with queues. It was just packed out. And it wasn't even like loads of people were shopping. It was loads of people standing in queues to go to the restaurant. And it's like, no wonder. Some some of them, because they were queued outside, they weren't wearing face masks. Some of them were wearing face masks. Imagine all of that congestion. You're walking up and down. When you're in the restaurant, you don't have to wear your face mask because they deem you as, as someone who's eating. So all of that stuff was going on. Immediately, they deeped out. Immediately, that thing um, ended. They deeped. That what? Numbers were going up. The amount of Zoom birthday calls I was on last year. The ministry oh, of Zoom. We need to talk about oh. Zoom ministry as well. Everything <laughs> went Remember, to Zoom. Memory, yeah. This Zoom thing, yeah. Oh, bro, I even done my birthday on Zoom, yeah. I done my birthday on Zoom. Afterwards, I thought, Gabs, that was pointless, man. (laughs) My own birthday on Zoom, I said, Gabs, that is pointless. We're not doing Zoom again, bro. It just wasn't the same, man. It yeah. wasn't the same. I, 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 I remember I'm that. I'm very energy's high. Yeah. So to be talking to my laptop, I just thought, <laughs> no, nah, what am I doing? Halfway I through it. I don't even put my it. camera on. I just, yeah. oh, no. That, those Zoom things are so, so painful for me as as an extrovert. And I thrive yeah. with human interaction and communication. I really don't yeah. like Zoom um, parties. I really don't. <laughs> but yeah. it has to be done. It had it had to be done, but it just wasn't the same. So yeah. I understand, like last year was not great. I understand, like loads of people missed out on their birthdays and stuff. Like I get it. Like even my birthday, like my my birthday was in um my my birthday was under um when they announced the second lockdown. My my birthday fell in that um category. So literally, I didn't have I didn't have have a birthday. I had to wait till December to like celebrate it with my lady. So. You know, like I, I just accepted it. You know, I've had birthdays up to then, so we thank God. You know, this one was it was For always going to be different. So I was just like, you know what? We can let fine. one blind it. Yeah, like we've had their birthdays. For one, yeah, it's yeah, calm. Yeah. and I've had many great oh. birthdays as well. So even though this one was tough, we just had to. We just have to corporately take that L in knowing that you know, for the future, we'll be okay. We'll be better. By God's yeah, grace, we'll come out of this situation. Only God can deliver us from the pandemic at this point. Uh, even whether you're introvert or extrovert, 
you you being in your house, yeah. Really important. Come on, man. <laughs> even whether even you important, bro. Even if Especially you don't chat to like, people at work, like go through, go through, go through, go through, go through. Especially things like quality time, in it. Quality time is obviously like a big love language for many people. So just not being able to have that within 2020, not being able to, you know, fellowship with your people, not being able to chill with your family and friends, yeah. having to do FaceTime all the time or doing house party and, and all of these other things that kind of came out of nowhere just to kind of help us get through it. It really isn't the same in it, to be honest. But let's let's flip let's flip the the conversation a little, stare in a yeah. different direction. What what were you lots like highs? What were you like pros from 2020? What was you lots like, you know, good things that you were happy with 2020? Because obviously 2020 wasn't all bad. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. were some of, some of the things that you can look back and say, do you know what, God, I thank you for this? We saved money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was asking. Oh, oh, oh my days. Oh, my days. That was the most successful thing of 2020, bro. <laughs> not, not, having, not having to take train, yeah, from oh, Kent to London goodness. every day for work. Oh my days! Money, I got a, a refund for my season ticket. Yeah, I got a refund for my season ticket, bro. Wow. I was delighted. Wow, <laughs> I was delighted, bro. Wow, God be because favoring. Because I'm four grand a year, innit? Mm-hmm. We say, I said, God be favoring His people still. Bro, honestly, honestly, I pay four, 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 four thousand two hundred a year, bro, just to travel. Wow, yeah. obviously from September to September obviously from March you know I don't need it anymore so I got a refund from the remaining months wow bro it's the best time ever man honestly wow wow nah definitely because I like just just being able to you know to to keep more money like it's definitely a lifesaver and for people that maybe are in tougher predicaments like you know with life and paying bills and stuff like that you know being able to just save those pennies ah it's absolutely a mm. lifesaver. It's definitely a lifesaver. And it's maybe helped people to save for those who are not able to save or to put into mm. things that they've wanted to do, maybe yeah. treat themselves. There's some people that have never been able to treat themselves because they've always had to put other oh. things before them. Ah, this one, mm. they, that right. last year, they were really able to do that. So that was one good thing. Right. That was one I went and bought a new Mac, bro. The new Mac came out. I really? said, yeah, I'm buying it, bro. I said, I'm buying it. <laughs> I, I, I saw that. I saw that. You're living life now. I said, savings now, yeah? No problem. Wait there. I'm buying it. I even started investing as well back in the last year. Obviously, fortunate enough, you know, to be able to save more money now. So, yeah. started investing, which was definitely one of my highs. Powerful. Um, started a new job as well. Moved to a different team within my company. So, that was another one of my highs. Yeah, which I'm definitely really pleased about. So, no, there's definitely a few things. It wasn't all doom and gloom, man. Definitely a few things that I can. I mean, we thank God for everything. Yeah. We thank God for breathing, but you know, there's definitely a few things that can be like, you know, yeah, like God, I thank you for this, man. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. I mean, when people say, "Oh, Gabs, how's lockdown for you?" I know people are expecting me to give them a sob story, yeah. but I'm like, you know what? 2020 was a decent year, man. It was yeah. a good year, even though there was a there was a couple lows with like family and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, my wife you know, being sick and whatnot and stuff like that. But there there definitely was some highs that I'm definitely grateful for, man. And it's always yeah. good to kind of see the balance, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm I, one of the, one of that, the real highs for me is um, even though things like work may not have been the greatest and just like business, but church was like, what happened for us at City Worship was really amazing. Like we really grew um, and we were really able to be a blessing to people on and offline. Um, so that was really, that was probably one of the biggest highs for me, aside from, you know, family being well, uh, my wife and daughter being well, none of us got ill or anything. Just the fact that church really went well last year. And so that's why we were able to, to kind of push things forward and start the, the new year, trying something different. So that was really a big thing for me. Um, definitely learned a lot of lessons, but like you said, like, 2020 wasn't a terrible year we had challenges but all in all like i literally can't complain like i was happy i was still able to smile still able to make people laugh you know still able to do a lot of good things in the year so yeah 2020 was not all doom and gloom i think that's definitely important as well the ability to make the ability to laugh with people last year it helped a lot man (laughs) it definitely helped a lot i mean because obviously a lot of people are, are going through the trenches. So just to be able to put a smile on someone's face or make them laugh is, is definitely a good thing, man. On the thing of laughter, though, what do you guys think? What do you guys generally think about laughing through your struggle or laughing through your pain? 
Like, you know, people that love just to hide the fact that they're going through the storm. Like, what do you lot think about that? I think in this life, if you don't laugh, you will cry. So if you're going to pick one, you might as well laugh. I get what you're saying. Though. <laughs> like, a lot of people use laughter as a coping mechanism. So like a lot of comedians and stuff, you'll find that they've either had really difficult lives, that like they've come from like really bad places and they've just had to use laughter as a way to um to cope. So I think that if you're using laughter to obviously hide problems that you probably should be in therapy for is a bit different but generally mm-hmm. speaking in a year like how last year was all things being equal if you don't laugh you cry so we have to find things to that's why like that's why they always say black twitter will laugh at every situation because mm-hmm. you always see, like when things are going when things are peak like you will just see one meme <laughs> that somebody has made out of a situation and it's just so funny even now like like say for example munya chihuahua that guy has a gift yeah Mm-hmm. Like, a gift of satire something yeah. mad will happen Boris will give one stupid announcement that have everyone like feeling sad and then he will just do some satire skit and it will just make you laugh so yeah. much you'll think do you know mm-hmm. what things are not as bad like at least you know this is kind of funny we have laughter and laughter is free doesn't cost us anything as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned like we should all be trying to laugh more make people laugh because if you don't laugh you're really gonna cry you, if, you'll get got so just laugh Mm-hmm. You'll get got, you know. Headshot. <laughs> you know, I do agree to an extent. I definitely agree we do need to laugh, though. But part of me just thinks, are we actually dealing with our situations? Are we dealing with our problems if we're constantly laughing through it? Yeah, I think that's. I think there's the difference. I think that's where the difference is. If you're laughing to get through it, fine. If you're laughing, but you're using your laughter to cover up the fact that life is a mess, that's where the difference is. Like you can laugh. Like let's, you know. Let's say you someone grazed their knee. Fine, you can laugh. But if you, if your knee is like it's a mad, it's gashed open and it's a deep wound, like laughing is not <laughs> gonna solve that. Like you still have to go and and get it clean. You still have to go and get it, it checked out and maybe get stitches and whatnot. So I just think you just have to know get the balance right. Like when you're hurt and you're seriously hurt and it's deep rooted, like laughing cannot solve that. And I think that a lot of people mm. know because once the laughing is over, you're like, oh, yeah, look at my life now. It's peak. Like, you know, a lot of people do recognize that like, life is still very much peak um, after. Mm. But then for a lot of us, like, it was not like life is terrible. Life is peak. But it's just like there's no point of being sad or looking, worrying about the numbers mm. of people dying from COVID. Like, we need something else to kind of look at and focus on. So laughing through laughing is definitely not an issue there. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. You you would run bad now because you're naturally just entertaining. You're naturally just having a laugh with your people, or you're naturally yeah. just you know being funny. You wouldn't necessarily laugh to cover up your actual pain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but if you're laughing, if you're in pain, you're laughing. Ha ha ha. That's that's a sign that something is not okay. Like mentally. <laughs> <laughs> If, I think if you're laughing at your pain, I think that makes it even worse. Yeah, I think, I think laughing. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think people laugh at their pain. I think they love to cover up their pain. I think some people do. You know, I think some people do. I think at their pain. yeah, when they see when they see somebody like, for example, when they see they somebody for deliverance, bro. <laughs> Trust me. When they see, let's say, someone go through the same thing that they're going or they've gone through. Let's say, like someone like. um like I don't know why people do this, but I use this example. Like you've been cheated on, and then you saw you see someone else being being cheated on or whatever, and then you laugh at that person because it takes over the fact that you've actually gone through that thing. So you are laughing at the same thing that happened to you, and that that thing that happened to you is wounding you. But you rather see it happen to someone else, so you find comfort in the fact that it, someone, someone else is pain. Yeah, yeah, someone else is pain. So. All manner of evil, absolutely, and that's why they stop funny. That's why it's not funny. You need to take yourself to a therapist or a counselor yeah, and get that sorted out, and you need to pray as well because that's that's a that's a spirit some people have a, i have a really awkward habit of sometimes laughing at awkward situations just mm. because it's like a coping mechanism but it's not like not not because i'm laughing at someone's pain but it's just like an awkward thing like sometimes you just don't know what to do so laughing is what i do some mm-hmm. people have that and it's not the same thing as laughing at someone because they're in pain that one is wickedness 
Mm-hmm. As long as as long as, we, as long as we're not continuously laughing and smiling um, to cover up our pain, I mean, and they no, say sometimes everyone that's always laughing might be broken. Now, maybe these people used to say things like that. Like the one that's always laughing and smiling mm. are more likely the one that's always hurt. It's not always true, but there is some truth to it with certain people. I think it's obviously relative. Do you know what I mean, yeah. there are some people that yeah, naturally they're just class clowns and they're not they're not going through something, but naturally mm. they're always on banter. But then there are some people that you know. Um, they 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 tend to giggle and laugh a lot because they don't want to show that they're they're really weak. Do you know what I mean, they don't want to show that they they don't want to show their vulnerability, and they don't want to deal with their current pain, trauma, or whatever it may be. So they cover it up with with laughter. And I think that's obviously the dangerous thing. But twenty twenty, I get it. I understand why people have to laugh through it because it was a struggle. But obviously, twenty twenty one, the same thing's going to happen if we're not really dealing with our past pains. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. But point. yeah, Ori, what was some of your highlights for last year, man? My highlights. Yeah, for last year. Some of your ups, some of your good things, some of the I things think, you can be like, God, I think. I think um, getting to spend a lot of time at home with my family, with my husband, I think that's really been um, helpful for our marriage. I think that's really been good. Um, So that's mm. one thing that I would say that we've really grown closer in our marriage. I would also say that um, I had a second one and I've forgotten it. Oh, yeah, it was to do with church because I think the way my church has done church in a pandemic in terms of we've done it in like more smaller groups as opposed to um, wider meetings. So we, we do it on Zoom. And I think our church, so the, that particular small group that I'm part of, I think we've really formed a family, a community where we're there for each other. I've seen, you know, we have a group chat. I've seen people put in prayer requests and then we'll all pray collectively. And then next week, somebody will be like, thanks for praying. You know, I'm healed now. So I've been able to see how I think church was done in the early days, like after Jesus died and resurrected mm. and it was small groups I've been able to really see like the power of small groups of a church community that will pray for you and I think it's honestly just been so beautiful spiritually to watch um so those are I think two of my biggest highlights from 2020 good. do you know I was gonna say yeah obviously we've definitely been at home like the majority of 2020 I was gonna say for you Iman who's obviously like got a daughter that must have been like a blessing yeah, in disguise yeah. for you even though you're not working yeah. I was thinking that must be a blessing for you that you actually get to see like your daughter's you know first few years obviously you want to see your daughter's whole life but you know yeah. you get what I mean you can't kind of get to be there often rather than coming back from work and only having a few hours with her whereas on this occasion you obviously get you wake up with a, do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're there for the whole day. That must have been like a blessing disguise despite not working. A hundred, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. One of the things that, you know, like one of the phrases that me and my wife used to say a lot last year was imagine, you know, being a child and not knowing what on earth is going on in the world around Ooh. you. Like she had no clue about a pandemic and no clue about lockdowns and quarantine. It was just a life as usual for her. And I think for me, that's one of the things that helped me keep perspective. And, you know, when Jesus talks about us as as individuals, humbling ourselves like children, like we don't know what's going on, but with whatever whatever that's happening, like just continue to live. And so like it was, it was yeah, it was just great seeing her grow up. But just looking at her just allowed me to gain perspective throughout this whole thing. Like the fact that she was able to laugh, the fact that she was able to grow, the fact that she was able to learn stuff, you know, we had to, while she's not in nursery, being able to teach her ourselves and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's been a, it's definitely a blessing um, and definitely allowed me to just look at life differently and be grateful for life. So that's why, you know, for me, if anything, like the 2020 is not about, com- for me, it's not about complaining. Like, you know, definitely mm. things didn't go great, but at times but at the end of the day there's a lot more to be grateful for the things that matter the most you know by god's grace have been working so and that's that's what allows us Mm. to keep perspective and that's what allows us to keep moving forward so absolutely grateful but and also also i do want to say though because there were other parents who found it hard yeah because people working from home yeah trying to educate children at home Yeah. Yeah, yeah so there were parents that really found it hard so that's why for me, that's another, that you get, like, it's another reason to be grateful because there are some parents, like, they're working, they've got a child, um, or they, you know, children at home, they're more likely to go to the fridge more, eat more, and you don't have, you know, you don't have as much. 
So you're kind of telling them, okay, look, you can't be going to the fridge all the time. We don't have much. You're going to have to wait till lunchtime or you're going to have to wait till dinner time to eat something else, you know? And so look, mm-hmm. like parenting, <laughs> parenting for some, it was, it was a very challenging time. And so I'm just grateful. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm no. just grateful, man. I'm grateful. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that, man. Um, for real, for sure. I definitely get it. What were um, like some of the character traits or some of the things you learned about yourselves last year? So for me, I'll probably start like um, to kind of let you lot think. Um, I think one of the things that I probably learned about myself last year, I think it's something I already knew, but my patience is probably not where I want it to be. It's not where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of them things that, you know, for the last, I don't know, however many years, I've obviously been asking God for praying to God for more patience and God kind of places me in situations that kind of forces me to to be patient, but just wasn't really there. Um, so I think like just dealing with 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 people, like some of the people I mentor and stuff like that, or dealing with some some young ones in the faith. Mm-hmm. And obviously just having having a lack of patience of of what they're going through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when people tell you what they're experiencing, you give them that advice, you give them knowledge, and then a month later they're in the exact same position. For me, like it's, it's just one of the most jarring things ever. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it kind of it taught me that, yeah, guys, like your patience is not there. Like you thought you was there. You thought your patience was there, but it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. And I think those those kind of character traits kind of really got uh, exposed um, for me. So it's definitely one of them things that this year definitely need to put right um, to obviously improve because, whoa, if you don't have patience, ah, you've got software and it's live, man. Um <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it's definitely one of the things that last year I thought, yeah, definitely learn out about myself that, yeah, Gabs, you're, you're not there yet. You you think you were there. You thought you were there, but God shows you that, yeah, you're not really there, my guy. Um, but yeah, what, what about for you? Like, what, what sort of things, what, like, one or two, like, traits do you think you proper learned about yourself last year? For me, I've, I would say, like, I just learned that all the things that I was putting off before the pre-pandemic because I was like, oh, I don't have time. The reality is that I just did not want to do them because now I had all the time in the world because I was sat at home and I pretty much have not completed any of the passion projects (laughs) that I wanted to complete. Like I say, I don't read enough because I don't have time. Ask me how many books I picked up in this pandemic because I think maybe one in Mm -hmm. almost 10 months. (laughs) So I think for me, I just, um, I think I've learned that um, if I don't want something enough, that's the reason why I'm not doing it. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, I hate that. For me, one of the main ones was um, you've got to take time to allow. Just take, just taking time to be poured into more. It's something that I did, but I didn't realize how much. Like once physical contact from people really died down. That's how I realized, you know what, I actually need more just like pouring into you. I just need to be able to spend more time for studying, like studying the word of God, looking at my life, my personal, you know, dreams and ambitions and what God has called me to. Because while you're mm. in, while you're in the thick of it, you're just doing X, Y, Z, you're running around, you're preaching, you're doing it. For me, I was preaching, I was going here, I was going there, I was doing this, I was doing that. And then when you've got all of that stripped away from you, then you realize oh okay i actually need more time to myself to figure things out more i need more time to figure out like where where i am that you know like i think sometimes people just think it's just for people that are in the pews that need to figure that out leaders also need Mm. need to do the same as well because the hype of just doing stuff sometimes can you you're in you get into the motion of things but then it's only when everything is stripped away then you're like okay that part of my life this area of my life just like you said like for you you said patience like for me that was that was pretty much the same in a sense not even necessarily patience for people but patience for life to pan out like in life i just want things to come more quicker than they are like you know mm. these things that I've been planned in the past for my life and my family. I'm like, I to I'm, do you understand? I'm like, yeah. I just, I just wasn't patient, patient enough for, um, for for God's liking. So I really had to learn that and not seeing all these things that once want come through in 2020. Yes, it was re- it was really shocking my body, but I had to learn. I had to learn that that 
year really taught me that look like when you take time out you really get to you really get to see things for what it is so you need to be allowed to like you need to allow yourself to be poured into and you know what it was a beautiful thing because then you know like people from twitter would dm me and just say thank you for everything like thank you for what you do your tweets really bless me like people from the church would you know messaging me and just appreciating me and that is that is literally i realized that's actually what i needed in when you're just doing it you don't realize or sometimes people don't a lot of the times people don't really say it when you're doing it but it's when you're kind of not secluded but when you're not really doing much that's when people kind of remember ah where's this person where's so so and so let me reach out to them let me say ah let me see how they're doing let me see um, you know if everything is cool with them which is kind of what happened to me so i just allowed it to you know to come through let people you know minister to me pray for me like encourage me prophesy um you know check in on you know goals and stuff like that so yeah those are some of the things that i learned from last year and those are the, some of the things that i worked on last year as well Mm-mm. yeah no sick it's good man i think it's definitely good to obviously kind of take a look back and actually review of of the year that we just came out of man um before we close obviously you man you got a scripture mate it could be anything mate <laughs> It, it can literally be anything, bruv. <laughs> Whatever the Lord says to you yeah. in the next to the next place. Was it? I'm sorry. You want to say the final few words before Ema comes back and hits us with a word? I will just say that 2020. I'm glad to see the back of it, but do you know what? I think life is always about perspective. Even though it was a difficult year for everybody, I would say. Um, we've been able to sit here and we've been able to find some positive things that came out of 2020 and we all experienced personal loss. We all experienced financial pressures. We all experienced um, the pandemic, but yet there's still things to be thankful for. And one of the lessons of 2020 that I've learned that also helps me with anxiety is that even in the darkest situations, there is still something to be thankful for. And when you find that mm. and you find the perspective of that, it does kind of make gives you more of a positive outlook and it, you know, it, it just mm. to your understanding of God's character. Mm. Yeah, for real. For real, man. We thank God that we made it through, but thank God. Hey, man. Yeah. So, um, this, this was a word that really encouraged me last year. Um, but it's something that, you know, is, is going to be my mantra this year. And, and I believe it will encourage everyone. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so for me, I was saying it in a clubhouse room the other day because I felt it was one of the scriptures that people should take serious for this year. That look, like, even though Paul starts by saying, you know, put your prayers to God, um, and your petitions to God, fine, that's great. But then he says, cap it off with thanksgiving. Cap it off with thanksgiving. And you know what you get in return? The peace of God, which surpasses, which transcends all understanding. That's what you get in return. So what we need right now, yes, you need to be able to pay your bills. And yes, you need a new job. And yes, you need this. And yes, you need that. But ultimately, especially in this manic time, the thing that's going to guard you is the peace of God. And so I pray that um, as we continue this year, whatever this year may, may present, that you walk in the peace of God and that you know and experience and encounter the peace of God like never before. Amen. Love that, love that. Right, guys, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. It's the Real Talk Real Walk family. See you on the next episode. Peace. See ya.